Welcome to Feed My Ship by Devotional Light Church. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same again. Join us now for a life-changing experience with Apostle Emmanuel Ejeh. Today I'm teaching about prayer, amen. But we are narrowing in to tongues, praying in tongues, amen. So we are going to look at tongues, praying in tongues, amen. Um, in this, our great nation now, one of the areas the enemy has managed to hinder and fight and oppress the church is in the area of speaking and praying in tongues. Amen. You don't even see speaking in tongues in the church. Normal, what we see is praying in tongues. Amen. And even praying in tongues is, is limited in the church. In the realms of the spirit, in the church of this nation, you could see a strong spirit having dominion over the praying in tongues. Amen. And let's be straightforward. Until the church begin to pray wholeheartedly in tongues, there are levels we will never get there in the spirit. Amen. We will never get there. It will take only praying in tongues to get there. Amen. And when I say praying in tongues, it has to come from within, just like all prayers. Amen. There are things in one's life that you you can never deal with unless you begin to pray in tongues in a certain level. Amen. And I will explain why I'm saying all this. Amen. And the enemy has managed to overpower us, especially in this our great nation, UK, in tongue speaking. Amen. We must note that tongues is purely unique. Unique to Christians. Before Jesus Christ came, there was no tongue speaking. The only thing mentioned of tongue was a prophecy regarding tongues. Even during Jesus Christ, there was no tongues. Tongues came when the Holy Spirit came. So tongues is by the Holy Spirit from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we all know that the Lord who is in charge now is the Holy Spirit. God in his soul, if anything, among all the things in the Bible, one thing that is really relevant now is praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. There's a lot of burdens, shackles, spiritual ones. Let's not forget everything, every shackle, burden, the spirit manifests in the physical that you can never cast off. Unless you pray in tongues to a certain level. Amen. But the church now, as I said, in the Christian, when they are praying from tongues, you could see in the spirit and in their attitude, posture, it's like, they are shy. It's like, you will amount to nothing spiritually. It's a fact. There's a certain power you will never see in the church if the church doesn't pray in tongues in a certain level. You never see that power in the church. 
Mark it anywhere. Any church that you see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and demonstration of his power is a tongue-praying church. You never see any church that doesn't pray in tongues. Fervently, boldly, that have manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then that, unless that thing is not of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are looking at prayers. Less, but we are looking at tongues. We are zeroing into tongues. Amen. Look at what Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It reads, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. I'll prefer the King James, uh, the NIV on the scripture better. Because the N NIV say. Pray all kinds of prayer. It's the NIV say pray in the spirit and pray all kinds of what? Prayers. Amen. So we have different kinds of prayers. We have supplication prayer. We have intercession or interceding prayer. Amen. Amen. We have prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of healing. Amen. We have even prayer of faith. The Bible says anointing and the prayer of faith will save him. Amen. Amen. We have praying with the Psalms. And we have praying with words. Words is what you understand. And we have praying in the spirit. So praying in the spirit is what we call praying in tongues. To pray in the spirit is to pray in tongues. To pray in tongues is praying in the spirit. But the re only reason why we read Ephesians 6 verse 18. Because it says that pray in the spirit. On all occasions. Note. It said all occasions. Isn't it? On all occasions. So all occasions means all occasion. Whatever the occasion. Wherever the occasion. Pray in the spirit. Whatever occasion you are praying about. Pray in the spirit on all occasion, not some. Amen. And also went out there, praying all kinds of prayers. So not only to pray only in the spirit, amen. But today we are not interested in all the kinds of what? Prayers. We are interested in praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. But the first thing I want you to know is say, pray in the spirit. Capital S means by the Holy Spirit, from the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. Please, do we understand? On all occasion. Okay. Note this, because this is very important. We'll be coming back to this. Amen. My, my prayer is that with this church, we don't have control over what other churches do. We don't have control about other Christians who belong to other bodies of Christ. What we have control is what this, our church, does. And what we as members of this church, do. And my prayer is that we will pray fervently in tongues. Amen. Amen. 
that we will grow in that gift, that we will manifest in it in, with power. Because we have the interpretation of tongues, and we have the gift of praying in tongues. And these two, interpretation is higher than praying in tongues. So if you cannot even grow in that gift, praying in tongues, then you cannot attempt interpretation. Remember, every gift you grow in it. You grow in it. Amen. So he said, pray in the spirit, in tongues, on all what? Occasions. Okay. Isaiah 28, verse 11. Throughout, right from Genesis in the Bible, all the way, even when Jesus was there, until Jesus died, even when he was alive, till he died and resurrected, until the Holy Spirit came, this was the only mention of tongues. Read it for me. Isaiah 28, verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. For with stammering mm -hmm. lips mm -hmm. in another tongue, mm -hmm. he will speak to his people. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Amen. he said, with stammering lips and with another tongue, another tongue, oh. not your tongue, another tongue, whether it's of man or of spirit, we don't know, but another language. We have spiritual language. And we have physical language. Even animals have their language. So with another tongue, say he will speak with what? His people. When you read this, this was a prophecy. He prophesied that a time is coming that God will speak to his people with another tongue. Amen. And, how did, and this he was talking about speaking in tongues. How did I know it? Because First Corinthians, let's read this, chapter 14, verse 21, made reference when he was talking about tongues. Matter of fact, every book and every sub, every book have its center, amen. And every chapter also have its center, amen. So one thing about Corinthians, First Corinthians 14 is it's a good place to study about tongues, amen. amen. So First Corinthians 14, 21 made reference to this, that this is what was prophesied. Read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. In the law, it is written, uh -huh. with men of other tongues mm -hmm. and other lips, mm -hmm. I will speak to these people, and yet for all that, they will not hear me. Amen. Says the Lord. So in context, when you look at it, he was speaking about tongues and said, this is what was what? Prophesying. So the only reason why I want you to know this is now this prophecy has been fulfilled. Amen. And if God in his wisdom didn't give tongues then, even when Christ was on earth, and he gave it after his left, then we need it. Then especially when we talk about New Covenant, New Testament, this is one of the essential elements. Because it is uniquely for the New Covenant Christian. Amen. Please, do we understand? What is tongues? What is tongues? There, do you know there are churches who doesn't believe in tongues at all? They don't pray in tongues. They don't believe in tongues at all. We've had someone here 
whose church, I don't want to mention name of churches. There are a lot of churches. Amen. Who don't believe in tongues. But as we look at it, you will see, because anyone who doesn't believe in tongues does not believe in the Holy Spirit, irrespective of what they say. Amen. And my reason for saying that is because tongues is of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But what is tongues? What is tongues? First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1. We are looking at what tongues is. Amen. What is tongues? Hallelujah. Amen. Though I speak with the tongues of men mm -hmm. and of angels uh -huh. but have not love, mm -hmm. I have become sounding brass or, or a changing symbol. Sorry, cleansing symbol. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, even if I speak with the tongues of men or of angels and I have no love, I become a noisy. I'm just making noise, you know. I'm just making noise. Okay. Why did we read this? He mentioned two tongues. He said, tongues of men and tongues of what? Angels. angels. So, in, uh, for you to understand, language of men and language of what? Angels. Amen. Now read Acts chapter 2, verse 11 for me. I want to show you something. Then the first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 will make sense to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts 2, verse 11. Yes. Cretans and Arabs, mm -hmm. we hear them speaking in our own tongues. Mm -hmm. The wonderful works of mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. No, just Hallelujah. the two. So this was the first recorded in the Bible when people were speaking in tongues. So they said that they heard the people speaking in tongues. And they heard all different people. Had them what? Praying in their language. Whilst the people themselves who are speaking it did not what? Understand it. So like we are here and we are praying in tongues and a Jewish person hear me speaking Hebrew. I don't know about Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew. You understand? And someone can say you were speaking hin Hindi. You understand? So tongues are also a language of what? Men. Mm. Tongues are also a language of men. What makes tongues a tongue is it is not your language, but it is a real word language. Do you understand? It is not your language, but it is a real word language. It's your language that you speak that you don't understand. It could be a language of man or a language of what? Angels. Or a spiritual word, language. Okay. When you go back to the the First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse one that we we read, praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now it says, even though I speak in tongues of men or tongues of what angels, angels. so there are tongues that is not of men, but of what angels. So tongues is a real language. It is, it, is, it is not 
It's not something that is noisy. It's not gibberish. It is a real word, language. That's why we read the act. It said they could understand the tongues that the people were what? Speaking. But just that the people who were speaking these tongues didn't know what they were speaking. Didn't know the language they were speaking. So tongues is real language. The reason why I said that the tongues is also the language of angels is that in the Bible it says that when you speak in tongues, no man understand it. You speak to God what? Directly. So it means there are tongues that no man understand. If no man understand, that means it is not the language of what? Men, isn't it? It is a heavenly what? Language. language. Because say, you speak to God what? Directly. Let's read that one. Amen. Amen. Read for me. First Corinthians. Chapter 14. Verse 1. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. First Corinthians 14, verse 1. Continue, please. For he who speaks in a, in a tongue does not speak to men, to God. For no one understands him, however... In the spirit, he speaks mystery. Amen. Amen. So I'm more interested. He said the one who is speaking to tongues doesn't speak to man. We'll come to that one. Amen. Mm-hmm. But I said he speaks to God what directly, mm-hmm. and no man understands, understands him. him. But how about the utter mysteries? So in the act, we realize that the people could understand what what they were what not the speaking. people the the people could understand what the other people were speaking while they were speaking in tongues. And First Corinthians says. They have tongues that when you speak, no man can understand you, but you are speaking to God direct. So this makes what we read in 1 Corinthians, sorry, 13 verse 1, that either you speak in tongues of men or tongues of spirit. He was talking about tongues. So meaning whenever you are speaking in tongues, you are looking at what tongues is, you are either speaking a language of men, or a language of angels, spiritual language, which you have no idea. But the main purpose is for you to understand in your heart. You must believe that tongues is not gibberish. It is a real language. The only difference is that you that you are speaking it, you don't understand. You understand? You don't understand. You that you are speaking, you don't understand. That is why we have the gift of interpretation of tongues. And it is a gift, spiritual gift, means for you to understand or for one to understand, he has to be given that ability. <laughs> Please, we understand. But we'll come to that. But the first thing I want you to note is tongues is a real language. It's either a language of man or of angels. Mm-hmm. My sister some time ago had a contract in Namibia. And she went to live there. And she came to visit us here. And when she came, she was speaking to them, the people in Namibia. And all I could hear was... (coughs) Everything sounded in my ear. (coughs) Spoke almost 30 minutes on the phone. And all I could hear was... (coughs) 
then I realized tongue is real. Because she was speaking one of the Namibian language. But to me, every word was like. Amen. I have prayed in church before. I sometimes mention them, especially when the things are good thing. Amen. But I mentioned I was praying in church. I was praying in church. I remember it was it was a Wednesday, a, a Wednesday service. Those days we used to have prayer meeting Wednesdays. Amen. And I was praying. I was praying fervently. I pray in tongues. And a sister, she's called Josephine. She came to visit us that day. That was the first time she came. And we were praying. We were praying. We were praying. And when she came, I realized that she was praying. And she fell down. I realized she wanted to stand. She can't stand. As she tried, she can't stand. Then she fell down. Not like fall, like she knew. Like. And after church service, she came to me. And she said, when you were praying, I could understand what you were saying. I was praying in tongues. She said, I could understand what you were saying. I said, tell me, what were you saying? What was I saying? She said, you were saying, and he started telling me the things I was saying. And he said, once I begin to understand, that is when I couldn't stand. You see, that moment, God opened her ears to understand the tongue that I was speaking that I didn't understand. I have been in that keyword news camp meeting, and he was preaching, and he just, he just started prophesying. And after prophesying, he started speaking in tongues. Sometimes you speak. Sometimes when I'm coming to pray, I begin just to speak in tongues. Amen. He just started speaking in tongues. Then one of the pastors from one South Africa came all the way. He's a South African. And he lifted up his hand. And he said, you were speaking our language. And he began to say what Dakiwamus was saying. So tongues is real. It's real. Me, my, myself, sometimes if the spirit of prophecy come on me, I prophesy in tongues. I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. I don't pray. That I speak. And when I speak, I interpret it. And the interpretation is the prophecy. That's how I prophesy. That before I prophesy, anytime I come, I will speak, not pray. There's, you see, I'm speaking to you. But when I'm speaking to God, it's prayer. You understand? So when I start talking to Lika Andere, you don't understand what I'm saying. Do you understand? Bible says, if I don't interpret it, I have failed. But when I say, when I'm saying this to God, I don't need interpretation. You understand? So when I, I speak tongues, then they open my ears. Then the interpretation comes. When I interpret it, it's always prophecy. One time we were here with Brother Chris. We were going to, I want you to understand. We were here with Brother Chris and certain people. It was just a normal Monday intercession prayer meeting. We gathered just to pray. And we just, we just begin to pray in tongues fervently. You note that day was a fervent prayer. Anytime you see certain manifestation, it's a fervent prayer. We began to pray. I remember we were walking up the rooms. Auntie Joyce was here. I have it on camera. We were walking up the room. We were just praying in tongues. Ba, 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 ba. Then we just saw the spirit on another person. Delivering the person. The person manifested everything. We weren't praying for the person. We were just speaking in tongues. And I bet if we had prayed for in West, wherever took place will not take place. 
I'm just saying this to say that it is real. Tongues is what? Real. So Bible says when we pray in tongues, we are either speaking another language of another man that we don't know, or we are speaking the language of what? Angels. Amen. Okay, read for me. We are looking at what tongues is. Amen. The same first Corinthians, but the 12 verse 10. Amen. Because this is very important. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 12 verse 10. We are looking at what tongues is. First of all, we've seen that tongues is a language of what? Another man, other than your language. That is what makes it tongues. Amen. If it's in your language, the Bible calls it words. Mm. Yeah. Or a, a heavenly what? Language. language. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Amen. To another. Yeah. The working of miracles. Mm-hmm. To another. Prophecy. Uh-huh. To another. Descending of spirit. Mm-hmm. To another different kinds of tongues uh-huh. to another the interpretation of tongues amen so he was talking about the spiritual gifts and when he was mentioning the spiritual gifts say different kind of tongue, meaning tongues speaking tongues is a gift of the holy spirit so it is not an, ad, an ordinary thing that's why i said to, uh, to another another type of what tongue meaning not your ordinary daily tongue not your language, but a different language. Either another country, nationality you don't know, or a heavenly word, one. The only reason we read this is for you to understand that tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So if you look down on tongues, if you feel shy of tongues, if you don't value tongues, what are you doing? You are grieving the Holy Spirit. That is why it means. This is one of the main ways you grieve the Holy Spirit. If you look at the parable Jesus said about the talent, one person said, I was afraid. And you gave me only one, so I did not use it. He said, you wicked and lazy what? Servant. So whatever gift of the Holy Spirit, if you look down on it or you don't use it, this is what it means. Read for me, 1 Corinthians 12, but read the 28, Amen. It's the same thing as the 10, but I want to affirm it more into, 28. Yeah, into our spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And God has appointed this in the church. Yeah. First apostles, mm-hmm. second the prophets, uh-huh. third teachers, uh-huh. after that miracles, uh-huh. then gift of healing, uh-huh. helps, uh-huh. administrations, uh-huh. varieties of tongues. Varieties of tongues, that is tongues. That is speaking in tongues. So you could see clearly that in the church, this the reason why I read this is the first one was more like the gift the Holy Spirit gives you. But this one I said, what God has appointed in the church, speaking in what? Tongues. In the church. In the church. So tongues is not only a gift for one alone to use by himself. It's a gift for the church, in the church, to be used in the church. Speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord Jesus. So tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit and that also which is a gift that has been appointed in what? The church. Amen. Amen. The third thing I want you to know is that tongues is by and of the Holy Spirit. Nothing more or less. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 4. It is by and of the Holy Spirit. We are looking at what tongues is. Hallelujah. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven mm -hmm. as of a rushing mighty wind. Mm -hmm. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Uh -huh. Then there appeared to them mm -hmm. divided tongues mm -hmm. as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Mm -hmm. And they were all filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and began to speak with other tongues they as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, what did they do? They began to speak in what? Tongues. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterances. That's what I mean by it is of the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit. You can't get go wrong with tongues. You see, like when I'm teaching, I can go wrong. That's why pastors, you, you can go wrong. The moment you leave the word itself, you go wrong. Or the moment you begin to teach, not by teaching what is from the word, but trying to teach something, but you look at something in the word to support what you are teaching, you go wrong. But tongues is not like that. Because you speak as the Holy Spirit gives what? Utterances. You cannot be a Christian and speak false tongues. No. In order for you to speak anything that is not tongue, that means you are possessed and embedded by demons. And anyone who is possessed and embedded by demons, you will know it. So there's nothing like wrong tongues as a Christian. Because he said, said they spoke in what? Tongues. As what? Not their as will. Words. Not as they have learned. But as the Holy Spirit gave them utterances. That's why we call praying tongues as praying in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So tongues is not only a language of men and of angels. And it's not only a gift of the Holy Spirit. But it is also by and from him, the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That is why I said, to a certain degree, there are realms in the spirit you will never reach there without tongues. You will never. Because it is only the Holy Spirit that will carry you there. And whatever it takes, your words, your words, pray, your words you are praying to understand, cannot take it. You, matter of fact, your mind cannot even comprehend it to imagine it for your mouth to what? Utter. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. The next thing I want you to know about tongues, because we are looking at what tongues is. Amen. Amen. The next thing I want you to know about tongues is Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Bible said this tongue is a sign that must follow all who believe in Jesus Christ. So if you are a believer, one of the signs you must see that is following you is tongues, the ability to be able to pray in tongues. This is not for pastors. It's not for mature Christians. It's for anyone who believes in Christ Jesus. Because as God ordained, once you believe in Christ Jesus, you accept him, you have to receive the Holy Spirit. And this sign of speaking in tongues must follow you. Please read it for me. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Mark 16, verse 17. Yes. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Mm -hmm. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. This is for those who believe. Don't get me wrong. With, so in, in, to, to a certain extent, if you're a believer and you are not praying tongues, you don't have the gift of tongues, you must ask. I'll, let me use one of the harshest words I'll use. You must be alarmed. Because it's a sign that must follow you. I, I do get alarmed. Last time I was praying, I said, God, you said, this sign must follow those who believe. I mean, believe, must cast out demons. Lord, I must be able to cast out demons in your name. You didn't say we have to learn. You said, it must follow us, so it must follow me. If I'm not casting out demons, I am alarmed. It doesn't mean I don't have God, but it's a sign that must follow me. Don't forget, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And a gift of the Holy Spirit, to a certain degree, you don't have power over it. God, the Bible says he gives as he is what? Willing. So it's not your fault not to be able to speak in tongues. But you must be alarmed in the sense that you must ask him to give you that gift. Because say we should desire, we should ask. Because that sign is supposed to follow you as a believer. So the Christians and churches, a whole church denomination, and their, their doctrine is we don't believe in tongues. We don't speak in tongues. It is past and gone. There's something wrong. Because I say, all who what? Believe. Isn't it what he said? Or he said some people. Or he said the pastors. Or he said only the 12 apostles. All who believe. And the sad thing, this is the scripture. This scripture, that, that's what they use for soul winning. Amen. So tongue is a sign. It's a mark. Also for a believer. Praise the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 to 18. You see, in the Bible, there are signs that shows that you have received the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because in the Bible, you can be a Christian and not have the Holy Spirit. You can receive Christ and be a Christian and not have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And one of the signs that shows that you have the Holy Spirit is the gift of tongues. When you have the gift of tongues, you can pray in tongues. When you don't have it, you can't pray in tongues. When you have it and you don't even pray in tongues, you are hurting your own self. Because every gift is supposed to be used. Amen. Amen. Read it for me. As eight. 14 to 18. Ha Sorry. Yeah, 14 to 18. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Now then the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Uh -huh. Who, when they had he said, when they heard that Samaria have received the word of God, it means they have accepted Christ Jesus. They have become born again. Uh -huh. They sent Peter and John to them. Uh -huh. Who, when they had come down, mm -hmm. prayed for them mm -hmm. that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. So note, when the people have already accepted Christ, but when they came, 
they pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Meaning when they came, they knew that the people have not received the Holy Spirit. How would they know? It means there's something, isn't it? Okay. For us, for us yet, he, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So these people have not only received Christ, they've also been baptized. We have three types of baptism. Baptism of water, baptism of the Holy Spirit, and baptism of fire. So they haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How did they know? It means there was something tangible. Why they knew that these people have not received what? The Holy Spirit baptism. Uh -huh. Then they laid hands on them and then they received because the Holy Spirit. of that, because they haven't received the Holy Spirit, they lay hands on them. Uh -huh. And when Simon saw that through, through the laying hands of the apostles, mm -hmm. apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Amen. So he said, when they lay hands on them, now they received the Holy Spirit. And said there was somebody standing there. And he saw that by the laying hands of hand, the people have what? Received the Holy Spirit. It means he saw something what? Tangible, isn't mm, it? Yes. For him to see it. Because how will I know that you've received the Holy Spirit? Meaning they saw something tangible. Amen. Hallelujah. It means also that when the apostle came, they saw something that made them know that these people have received the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. And I said, that thing is tongues. Mm. That thing is tongues. Because remember, tongues is a sign that must follow all who believe. And why am I saying that it is a tongue? That thing that the soul is tongues. Read for me Acts chapter 10, 44 to 46. Amen. Acts 10, 44. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. While Peter was still speaking, uh -huh. this was the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Uh -huh. And those of the circumcision mm -hmm. who believed were astonished. Uh -huh. As many as came with Peter mm -hmm. because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. How did they know that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured on them just like the other people? Uh -huh. For they heard them speaking with tongues. For they heard. The word for means that how they know was because they were speaking in tongues. And magnifying so, God. Amen. So tongues is also a sign further that the Holy Spirit has been poured on you. That the gift of the Holy Spirit, you've been baptized, you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why I said, if you don't have it, it doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit, not necessarily. Because this is not the only sign. Bible says, in Joel chapter, we won't read it. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28. It said, I'll pour forth my spirits and they shall dream dreams and see vision. So th this is not the only sign, but this is one of the signs that shows that you have the Holy Spirit. So he said, for they what? Because he poured the gift of the Holy Spirit came on them. They spoke in tongues. So if you are speaking in tongues or if you have the gift of tongues, don't take it for granted. I'm a pastor. I know people who are struggling to have this gift. And I mean connect, I mean serious Christians. Prayerful people who don't have the gift of speaking in tongues. I know people who have fasted. Matter of fact, I even know a friend that he had the gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom. He sees visions, he hears. 
but he couldn't speak in tongues. He operated in this gift of word of knowledge, word called gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of prophecy. He operated in this for over two years before he had the gift of speaking in tongues. And these three gifts, normally when people have these gifts, they either they become a prophet or they claim to be a prophet. Because this is what prophet operating. So tongues is not a joke thing. So you could see clearly that tongues is what? A sign of a believer and also of the Holy Spirit in the life and on the life of a person. L look at Acts chapter 2 verse 4. We've read it, but I want us to take it for another angle. Hallelujah. Amen. This will make you understand it. Amen. Why it's like that. And they were, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Wh when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, what did they begin to do? Speak in tongues. So, and you said you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. Read for me, Act 19, 6. Act 96. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, what did they do? They, they spoke. spoke in tongues. They spoke in tongues. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, he's coming upon you. Amen. Matter of fact, he's upon you. Amen. He will stir you up to begin to speak in tongues. You must Amen. open up your mouth and speak. Amen. Other than that, you are grieving him. Other than that, you are limiting him. Other than that, you will not be filled of him. It is not, um, you see, I always say to people, God is not like man. Matter of fact, the Bible says God is not a man. He's not like us. In some way, the Bible says, listen, my ways are not your ways. You see? So with God, everything that is powerful, he makes it common. Whereas man, everything that is powerful, we make it scarce. You see, with God, the expensive things are cheaper and free. But with man, the expensive things are not cheap and free. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like the air. You cannot do without the air just for 10 minutes. But he has made it free. Like the ability to read and study the word. He has made it free for all because it's the most important thing. Do, do you understand? Like praying in tongues. Many people have it. Like dreams. Many people have it. But few have visions. But dreams are much powerful. And more clearer than visions. Because if you are operating this to you, understand what I'm saying. But the sad thing is that we always want the things that are scarce. Like we put value on things that are scarce. <laughs> you, you understand? But God makes valuable things for common for everyone. Because everything is for us to benefit. Amen. Amen. So because many people can speak in tongues and pray in tongues, we underestimate it. We even look down on it. 
Matter of fact, there are Christians who kind of feel ashamed when other fellow Christians are praying tongues. In prayer meetings, it's not of the Holy Spirit. Then, like, he wouldn't give us. Simon wanted to buy the ability to give people speaking tongues. He wanted it. Amen. Amen. When you pray, pray that the Holy Spirit should give me the grace and the ability to lay hands on people, then instantly they will receive the gift of tongue speaking. Amen. Amen. Then they will begin to. Amen. Amen. So tongues is a real language, either of men or of angel. And it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it is operated by the Holy Spirit himself. Amen. And it's a sign that must follow every Christian. And it's also a sign that shows that we have received or we have the Holy Spirit. We have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at the power of tongues. The power of tongues. Amen. Now we know what tongues is. But let's look at the power of tongues. When you begin to speak in tongues or pray in tongues, the difference between speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, speaking in tongues is, I, I could be talking to you in tongues. You see? And when I, I speak to God in tongues, that is what we call prayer. You understand? So like when I'm speaking to you, we don't call it prayer. Do we call it prayer? But when I'm speaking to God, we call it what? So that's the main, that's the difference. Amen. But what are the advantages of praying in tongues? What is the power, benefit of praying in tongues? Jude, let's read it, please. Jude chapter 1. Let's read from the 20 to 21, please. Jude chapter 1, 20 to 21. Hallelujah. Amen. Jude chapter 1, 20 to 21 states, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you the eternal life. Amen. Amen. So he said, said you, he said you should build yourself up in the most holy what? Faith. The faith is as a Christian. In the things of Christ. You understand? And how did he say you should build yourself up? He said, praying in the Holy Spirit. In other words, praying in spirit. In the spirit, capital S. Which is praying in tongues. So when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up in the spirit. In Christiadom, in the kingdom of God. You build yourself up. You see, when you are exercising, you exercise to build your flesh up, isn't it? But when you pray in tongues, you build your spirit 
up. It get built up. It get built up. It get what? Build what? Up. Who have the NIV? Read the NIV for me. That's what you read. Okay. You get built up. Amen. You get what? Build up. A whole country like this, our great nation, one of the campaigns they've had for several years is exercise. I remember when I used to work at Underground, they even have posters. I mean, the government spend money to say that even one way you can exercise is don't take the lift or the escalator, just use the steps. Why? Because without the exercise, if the people of this nation don't exercise, if they are not active, they become weak, what? Early. Their days are what? Shortened. So the government is spending money. Think of it to encourage people to tell them that, listen, you can use the stairs and it will help you. They know what they are doing. People go to the gym. People are running. All to build themselves, what? Their flesh up. But in the spirit, that thing does not build what the spirit up. It's praying in tongues. That builds one what? Spirit what? Up. Amen. We are looking at the power or advantages of praying in what? Tongues. So when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up. The second thing that happens when you pray in tongues is First Corinthians chapter 14. Amen. Verse 1 to 2. Amen. We've read it, but we are looking at it from another angle. Amen. He said, when you pray in tongues, you do not speak to people, but to God. And apart from speaking to God directly, he said, you utter mysteries. Read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. As well, love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Amen. So he said, when you speak in tongues, you speak to what? God directly. Does that mean when you pray in words, you don't speak to God directly? No. But why, what he means by you speak to God directly is that no one understands you. So only God understands what you are saying. So that is what he means. That when you pray in tongues, direct to God. No. I don't know. But I believe so. Not even them. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. But but the main thing the, the main thing here is the main thing here is the main thing here is you are not influenced by the people around. You know, sometimes when you are praying, the people around influence the words you use and what you want to pray about. But you speak to God alone directly. Praise the Lord Jesus. And he said, you utter mysteries. To utter mysteries in the spirit. He said, how about, though no one understands, in the spirit, you are uttering mysteries. 
So you, you, you are altering mysteries. You are speaking mysteries that you yourself you don't know. You might be praying in tongues and you are praying against what will happen in your marriage two years to come that you don't even know. Mysteries, because whatever you are saying is mysterious. There is a sickness just right before you to attack you and you don't know because as of now you feel healthy. But as you are praying to you, utter mysteries against that thing. You declare things, mysterious things. Things, you see, you don't know. You can't know. Mysteries when you pray in tongues. Mysteries. You have invited someone to come to church. You have forced the person. The person said pe he will come to church. For you know, the person is a grand wizard. You don't know. But as, because you want people to come, but as you pray in tongues, You'll be altering mysteries that will prevent that person from coming. You don't know. Say so you alter mysteries. The things you can't surrender. You, can, you cannot surrender, so you can never open your mouth to say, Lord, I surrender this. But as you pray in tongues, you'll be altering mysteries regarding it. That you are not even what? Aware of it. You are not even what? Aware of it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And for you to understand how these tongues, this language works, for you to understand how it works, the Lord showed me this and I'll share it with you. For you to understand how powerful tongues are, how the Kaba, Elika, and the Bru. You see, I've said something like five words. But in the spirit, you'll be surprised that this is a whole statement. A whole statement. For you to understand, hmm? let's go to Daniel chapter 5. Amen. It's a long one. Amen. We'll cut it short. Amen. But for you to understand, let's go to Daniel chapter 5. Just read the 5 verse 5 for me. Amen. We are looking at the mysterious, amen, way of speaking tongues, amen. For you to understand, amen. Let's not forget that tongues are either or both a language of men or of what? Angels. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In the same hour, the fingers of a man, mm -hmm. of a man's hand appeared mm -hmm. and wrote opposite the lampstand on the on the plaster of the wall mm -hmm. of the king's palace. And the king saw the part just the five. Mm -hmm. And the king saw the part of the hand Amen. that wrote. So when you start reading from the one, this hand came from God. Bible said that this hand came from God. Because when the he said when the Daniel came said you have disrespected God. Therefore this hand has come from him. So this hand, he said, he saw that was writing. The hand came from God. Amen. He saw only a hand. The Bible says from God. And the hand wrote on the wall. Amen. Amen. Okay, read for me the 7 to 8. Just the 7 to 8. The king cried aloud. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The king cried aloud to bring in the astro astrologers. Uh-huh. 
the child years mm -hmm. and the uh, the soothsayers, uh -huh. the king spoke, saying, Amen. That's why I said nobody at the top is ordinary. See, the king had all these, all these people prayed in the supernatural. He had them around them. All these have deep in the realms of the spirit, when you study demonology, they all have different dominion. You see, magicians are different from witches. It's two separate. It's just like the, the paratroopers and the navy, two separate. You know. So in other words, he covers all these people he, he brought in the realms of the spirit. He brought all these people that every spiritual matter they must be able to deal with. But in this case, they couldn't. Read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. The king spoke, saying to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck. Amen. Amen. I just so he wanted the interpretation of what the hand that came from God was wrote. But when you continue to read, the Bible said they couldn't what? Interpretate all of them couldn't interpretation. Let's not forget we have the gift of interpretation. So I assume if God does not give them that gift, they don't have it. You understand? But the Bible said they couldn't what? Interpretate the writing. Then the king's mother recommended Daniel. Amen. Read for me the 10 to 30. I'm just cutting it short because I want you to understand. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. The queen, because of the words. Or of just start from the 11 rather. The queen's mother recommended Daniel. Uh -huh. Then uh, there is a man in your kingdom mm -hmm. in whom is the spirit of the holy, holy God. Amen. Remember, they don't know Yahweh. So Daniel, the Bible is clear that Daniel had the Holy Spirit, the spirit of excellence. But they call it the spirit of the holy gods, not just the gods. So his relationship, the reason from calling Daniel is because Daniel had the Holy Spirit. Remember, in those days, not everyone, the Holy Spirit was around people and it comes on people occasionally. He didn't live in them. But Daniel had it. So he said, this person serve your father, and he has the Holy Spirit. And I believe because he has the Holy Spirit, he can interpret the, what the hand that came from God what wrote on the wall. Let's not forget, all these things we've seen are traits of the Holy Spirit. Read it for me, please. Let's continue. Yeah, to the 13, please. And in the days of your father, mm -hmm. Light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, mm -hmm. were found in him. You see, so light and understanding and wisdom. Remember, all this are, all this is of the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And the king Nebuchadnezzar, your father, mm -hmm. your father, the king made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and the uh, soothsayers, inasmuch. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit knowledge, mm -hmm. understanding, interpret interpreting dr uh, dreams. And, and he also had the gift of interpretation of dreams. Mm -hmm. Solving uh, riddles mm -hmm. and explaining enigmas mm -hmm. were found in this Daniel, mm -hmm. whom the king named 
Belteshazzar. Mm -hmm. Now, let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. Amen. The reason why we read this is, he, this made it clear that the only reason why they called Daniel was because he had the Holy Spirit. And he also had the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he says, so because of that, if your people, soothsayers and all those people, couldn't interpret the words, the words, go and call Daniel, who has what? The spirit of excellence, the Holy Spirit. And he will interpret it because he has the interpretation of dreams. Not only dreams, he mentioned other interpretations. And all these are gifts of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, jump for me. So Daniel came, jump to the 23 for me. Amen. Amen. Um, okay, let's start reading from the 24 rather. Okay. <coughs> 24 to the 28. Amen. I'm showing you something about the mysterious of speaking in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Then the fingers of the hand were sent mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. And this writing was written. Mm -hmm. And this is the inscription that was written. Mm -hmm. Mene Mene Tekel Ufasin. Amen. So only four words. Only four words. He said the hand was sent from him, from God. And said this word, the only thing that was written. Only four words. Mene. Mene. Tekel. Pasin. Matter of fact, you could even say only three words. Because the first word was what? Repeated. So it is normal when you are praying, kaba, 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 kaba. Amen. So guess what? Only four words. Only four words. Okay, continue. Look at the interpretation of these four words. Uh -huh. This is the interpretation of each word. Uh -huh. Mene. Uh -huh. God has numbered your kingdom and finish it. So just that word means God has numbered your kingdom and finish it. So when he said mene mene, he was saying God has numbered your kingdom and finish it. God has numbered your kingdom and finish it. Uh -huh. Tekel, uh -huh. you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Just that word tekel, he said it means you have been weighed in the balance and found what? wanting. This was not this was not an earthly language. Because remember, those the Babylon, the whole world lived there. Every nation tribe lived there. They, they were in power. Uh -huh. Perish. Uh -huh. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the uh, Medes. The meaning of that Persians. word, perish, say your kingdom has been divided and given toward the Medes and the Persians. So just this four words, look at the statement. And this is a heavenly language. Because the hand came from God. No man on earth, these were wise men, could what? Understand it. Or interpret it. And if we are told that tongues is a language of angels, which is a heavenly language, you could agree with me that if you are saying Elika Bayanda Brokoto, maybe you've written a whole page right now by just saying this. Mysterious, you don't know. Amen. Amen. Uh, we only read this to bring your mind on how mysterious your tongues could be. And how powerful and deep it could be. Because just four words from the Lord. 
look at it. And also to show you that it is possible to speak in tongues that no man could understand. Because no man was able to what? Interpret it. What was written. Except the only one with what? The Spirit, which is what? The Holy Spirit. Because what? Tongues is from the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So he's able to give one what? Understanding and interpretation of it. Please, do we understand? Yeah. So when you are speaking in tongues, you utter mystery so. Every word sounds similar, but you'll be surprised the differences in it. It is a heavenly language. Amen. Amen. Look at another powerful thing about tongues. Amen. Amen. It is the purest, the purest form of prayer a man can pray. Tongues is the purest form of prayer a man can pray. Not only the purest, or what I mean by the purest is it is the most precision prayer one can pray. Why am I saying that? I'll make my case. Read for me first. First John chapter 5, verse 14. I say praying in tongues is the purest prayer one can pray. A man can pray. A man cannot pray any prayer that is pure and perfect than praying in tongues. And this is why I'm saying that. I'm explaining it. First John, please. Five. Verse 14. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. Mm -hmm. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mm -hmm. So he said, it is whatever we ask in according to God's will that he hears us. Many a time we don't even know his will. Many a times we know his general will. But in that job, in that money, in that situation, in that decision, we don't know his will in it for us regarding it. And the Bible says it is when we pray his will that he what? Hears yeah, us. So Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth. But the Bible says, when we pray his will, that he hears us. Read for me, James 4 verse 3. It's a popular one. It said, one of the reasons why when we pray, God does not answer, is that the King James says we pray amiss. The NIV is the same thing. The NIV says, because the motives for asking is not right. And I'm a pastor, I can tell you that. When people come, they are always thinking of themselves. Not the church, not God, not even their partner. Just what they want. But God is a just God. So he doesn't care about what you want. He considers the justice. He considers the other person to read it for us. Hallelujah. Yeah. Someone make the NIV ready for this as well. James 4 verse 3, please. James 4 3. Yeah. You ask and do not receive. Uh -huh. Because you ask amiss mm -hmm. that you may spend it on your own. On your pleasure. Amen. Hallelujah. NIV, please. Uh -huh. It states, yeah. when you ask, mm -hmm. you do not receive uh -huh. because 
Do you ask with wrong motives? Because of wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Amen. And I tell you, many, many prayers that we pray has a wrong motive. What we are asking is not wrong, right, wrong, but the motive. Many a time you are not even aware, but if God open your heart, you see that it's selfish interest. You understand? So these are some of the two things Bible say that affect our prayer. That affect our prayer. I'm saying that tongues is the what purest word form. So each time you are praying in words, these two elements are there, especially doubt which is not the will of what God. Amen. Do don't forget this. Don't forget what we have read. Now, please come back. Come back to 1 Corinthians. Amen. Amen. We are reading from the 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 10 to 11. So, first of all, the Bible said, it is when we pray to the will of God that we will what? Receive what? What we prayed for. Amen. Amen. And he also said that one of the reasons why our prayers are not answered is because of the motives and the lustful desire of what we are asking for. Amen. Amen. Okay. And me and you know human beings, it's like that, conflict of interest, all those things. Amen. Now watch something. First Corinthians chapter 2, 10 to 11. But God has revealed them to us uh -huh. through his spirit. Uh -huh. For the spirit searches all things. Uh -huh. Yes, the deep things of God. Uh -huh. For what man knows the things so of hold man. on it said the holy spirit this is the holy spirit searches all things and said the holy spirit searches the deep things of god, of uh -huh. god. for man mm -hmm. knows the things mm -hmm. of a man mm -hmm. except the spirit of the man and he also says something he said no man knows the things of what that man except the spirit of that man so even you don't know yourself well than your spirit your spirit knows you deeper than you know yourself. Uh -huh. uh, which is in him. Mm -hmm. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Amen. So he said, just as yourself, you don't know your own self except the spirit who is in you, who knows you well. In the same way, it is only the Holy Spirit that knows the things of God and the deeper things of God. If so, you agree that the Holy Spirit knows the will of God, isn't it? Amen. Yes. No, isn't it? Yes. Because only he knows the will of God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Jump to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27 for me. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Likewise, mm -hmm. the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. So he said, this Holy Spirit help us in our weakness. Uh -huh. For we do not know what we should pray. He said, the reason why he, the reason, for means the reason is called, we do not know how we should pray, what we should pray. For us, we you, you, you understand? Mm -hmm. we, so he helped us, meaning he helped us in our weakness in what? Prayer. Because we do not know how and what we should pray. Even though we are praying, but as far as God is concerned, we don't. Because we don't know the will of God. We don't know the will of God. Uh -huh. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us uh -huh. with groaning which cannot be uttered. 
Amen. So he said, in this case, the Spirit himself make intercession for us. But my point, what I'm interested in is that he said, we don't know what, how to what, pray, but the Spirit what, help us. When we go to the Acts chapter 2 verse 4, we've read it, but let's read it again. We saw clear that I said, when we are praying the Spirit, the Spirit give us all trances. Meaning what we are saying is from him. He is putting it in our mouth. He is making us speak those words that we don't understand. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. began to speak with other tongues mm -hmm. as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they spoke in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them what? Utterances. So meaning what they were speaking, when you are speaking in tongues, it is the Holy Spirit who is the only person who knows God, the deep things of God, and is giving you what to speak. Can any man speak to God purer than that? No. And the Holy Spirit, remember, He deals with your spirit. He doesn't deal with the flesh, He deals with the spirit. It is the flesh just interpreting what the spirit. Like when you have a dream, it's not your flesh that sees, it's your spiritual eye that sees. And it is only your spirit that knows your heart that you don't even know. Your spirit knows that this is last. It is not love. Whilst you think it is love. So when you begin to pray in spirit, in tongues, it is your spirit that pray, but by the Holy Spirit, who is giving you utterances. What again, what prayer in words can be more, much purer than this? This is why I say it is the purest form of prayer, one can pray. Because by then your motives are not working. Your last is not in it. Because what you are saying, you don't even know. But the one who knows the deep things of God, who knows God's will, is the one who is giving you utterances. So you be in line. I call it precision prayer. I call it precision prayer. So this is another powerful side of tongues. Of tongues. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Another example or another power of tongues. Isaiah 28 verse 11 to 12. We've read the Isaiah 28. That prophesied about tongues. But he shows us, when he prophesies about tongue speaking, he shows us what tongues will do. One of some of the benefits of tongues. Isaiah 28 verse 11 to 12. For with, the for with uh, stammering lips uh -huh. and another tongue, mm -hmm. he will speak to these people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you with which you may cause the, wea the weary to rest. And this is their uh, refreshing, yet they will not hear. Amen. So he said, he spoke to them. He said, he said, a tongue can be foreign tongues, with tongues, he will speak to them. Amen. And, and as he speak to them, he said to them by the tongues, this is your resting place. This is the place that the weary will rest in. But they will not listen. When you pray in tongues, you enter into the resting place of God. I didn't know this. 
I started experiencing it. I even started talking about it before the Lord showed me this scripture. Because, you see, when you are praying in tongues, your mind begins to worry all over the place. If you continue, if you pray long enough, you experience it. As your mind worries, uh, worry all over the place, a lot of things will flood in your mind. As you go, I see that your mind becomes blank, you become calm. If you pray long enough in tongues, and you see that you come out of the tongues, no worry, refresh. Whenever I am under pressure, stress, I just sit down, put a nice music, just begin to pray in tongues. My, my, my mind will worry. All my challenges, trouble will be coming to my mind. If I continue to pray, I continue to pray, all will settle. It will just like vanish. When I come up, not like the problems are not there, but now I'm no more worried. Tongues make you enter into the rest of God. Amen. Amen. It, see, I think, I believe, I believe that tongue speaking benefits the body. It brings down high blood pressure. Oh, yes. Why do I believe? Because, you see, I'm a pa as a pastor, especially of a small church, I'm always under pressure. Sorry, uh, forgive me, my sins. As a pastor of a mega church, Amen. I'm always under pressure. Because, you see, the mega church, the members are many. Many prayer requests, many challenges, Amen. many visitation, Amen. and you have to balance everything. Amen. Amen. Many programs, many weddings. Amen. Outdoors. Yes, dedication of houses and even cars. <laughs> Opening of jobs, so you can imagine. Amen. Breaking grounds because they buy lands and things. Amen. And one of the areas that my pressure comes down is when I enter to the resting place of the Lord. And it's true tongues. It's true tongues. You try it. Unless you pray long enough. As you sit, just begin to pray. A lot of things will begin, especially your worries, will begin to flood in your mind. Continue to play, pray. Continue all of a sudden to go blank. Once you come out, it's like, you get clarity of thought, a new confidence, because you've entered into his way. That's why I believe that, I believe, it's not in the Bible, that a fight, it helps blood pressure. Amen. It Amen. brings pressure down. Because it is worry that increases our blood pressure. Heart attack is connected to blood pressure. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, I believe because I experienced it. I didn't even know this scripture before later I found this scripture. The Lord showed me this scripture. Amen. Amen. So church, we cannot stop praying in tongues. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse 5. Remember, we read Ephesians 6, verse 18. That I said, pray in the Spirit, capitalized, Holy Spirit, pray in tongues on all occasions. 
First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5 says, we must all speak in tongues. We must all speak in tongues. 14 verse 5. Today we are a little bit above the time. Amen. I but wish our time is not up yet anyway. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I wish you all spoke with tongues. Amen. But even more, more that you prophesy. In Amen. So he said, I wish you all speak in tongues. You know, I wish that more than you prophesy because tongues, don't get me. Tongues is, prophecy is higher than tongues. So if you can't speak in tongues, you face difficulty with prophecy. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, I wish you all speak in tongues. That is the wish of God. That we must all speak what? In tongues. Amen. The same 1439. He said, Do not, no one should forbid us in speaking in tongues. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. 39, 14, therefore, 39. Therefore, brethren, desire, desire earnestly mm -hmm. to prophesy, mm -hmm. to prophecy. Yeah. And do not forbid to speak with tongues. Do not forbid to speak in tongues. Don't, don't. Don't stop it. Don't forbid others. Amen. Look Amen. at the 15, 14, 15. He said, we should pray and sing in tongues as we pray and sing in words. Remember, as we started, I said that praying in tongues is one of the kinds of prayers. So I'm not saying that don't pray in words. But what I'm saying that no Christian have a problem with praying in words. But many Christians have a problem praying in tongues. But I'm saying that by the Bible, you are to pray in tongues. Amen. Amen. So read for me. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the conclusion then? Mm -hmm. I will pray with the spirit, mm -hmm. and I will also pray with the understanding. Uh -huh. I will sing with the spirit, mm -hmm. and I also sing with the understanding. Amen. So Amen. he said we should pray in tongues as we pray. We find as many praying in words. We shouldn't look down on praying in tongues. Matter of fact, if you want to be a pray for longer, you need to pray in tongues. Because your, your words are limited. Mm. Amen. So if you want to go, Bible says, those who do their business in deeper waters. If you want to go deep, you need tongues. Amen. So he said, we should also pray and sing in what? Tongues. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Read the same for me. 1 Corinthians 14, 28. But if there is, there is no interpretation interpreter, mm -hmm. let him keep silent in church mm -hmm. and let him speak to himself and to God. Amen. This is a scripture that, this is a scripture that many have made mess of it. So I just want us to check it quickly. Say, if there's no interpreter, if there's no interpreter in the church, let him keep silent and speak to God and himself. He didn't say, let him not speak in the church. As I said, in tongues. Pay, if you've been to Church of Pentecost, you understand the scripture more. Because they, that church, I don't know why, they have this unique gift that doing worship, a person will stand up and just speak in tongues. And someone from the congregation will also stand up and interpret what the person has spoken. Because when you speak, you are speaking to the church like I'm doing. I say, if there's no one who interpretates what I'm speaking to you in tongues, Elika and they 
I'm speaking tongues, but you see, you don't understand it. Bible says, I have filled, if no one what? Interpreted it. So in the church, if there's no one who interpret what you speak, you speak, speak to yourself and to God. Mean you can speak in tongues in the church, but not to the people, but to God. Mean you can pray in church. The enemy have messed it up through even Christians that you cannot pray in the church in tongues. By saying that, no, I shouldn't come and stand here and speak to you in tongues, especially if there's no one who would interpret what I'm speaking. The fourteen, when you read it, uh, please let's just read it and we we'll bring it to an end. Amen. Amen. When you read the fourteen, commit the fourteen from the twenty-three to twenty-eight. Amen. It is clearer there. Amen. So we we'll just read it. I'll just highlight it. Amen. Because of time. Amen. So Amen. you see, I didn't say that. Don't speak in the church. But it says, speak to yourself and to what. God. And that is prayer. When we are around and praying, where everyone is praying, are you talk, speaking to me? Are no. you? But now I'm speaking to you, isn't it? Yes. Amen. So let's 14, 23 to 28. For if, therefore, mm. if the whole church comes together in one place. Uh -huh. So as we come together in one place. Uh -huh. And all speak with tongues. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And there come in those who, who are uninformed mm -hmm. or unbelievers would they not say that you are out of your mind so, so when we come together and we all come together and everybody is speaking in tongues the unbeliever will say we are out of our mind he didn't say when we are praying we are speaking to each other let's not forget we've read that the, the sign the tongues is a sign amen. amen and it's also a sign for unbelievers for unbelievers to see it it means they must hear us what speaking it so here he's talking about we speaking to ourselves. it's real i was at jesus dancer campaign and two pastors came around me one pastor came first and later another pastor came so the three of us we were talking but these two pastors they you know they can they were flowing they didn't know themselves they all met there because there we were there and all of a sudden they began to speak in tongues not praying in tongues, so they began to speak to each other in tongues. And I remember clear, one pastor said to me, don't, don't worry, don't worry, we are just agreeing with each other. People are able to speak in tongues. I've heard that Hayward Mills and his pastor speaking in tongues. But when he speaks, the pastor will interpret it. When he speaks at the camp meeting, the pastor will interpret it. Then the pastor will speak, then he will also interpret it. And I said, if you've been to Church of Pentecost, it's a unique gift that is in that church. Amen. So he said, we all shouldn't speak. Why did I know he's not praying in tongues? Because listen to what he said. Jump to the 27 because of time. If anyone speaks in a tongue, yeah. let there be two or at the most three. Mm -hmm. It's in turn and let one interpret. interpret. You understand? So he said, if anyone speak in tongues, let it be just like two or three people, each in turn, one after, and after one speak, let one interpret it in the church. So he's not talking against praying to God in tongues in the church. <laughs> you understand that? that? He wouldn't say, if anyone will speak. Because remember, the first one said in the church, all of you shouldn't be speaking in tongues at the same time. Because if someone can, you will not understand. That is speaking to herself. 
How did we know? Because of what he said at the 27 right now. That one person, at most three people, but one in, in what? One in what? One at a time. And it has to be what? Interpreted. And when you go back down to the 28, it is clear. We've already read the 28. Because if it is so, if he meant prayer, he wouldn't say that if there's no interpreter, then just keep quiet and speak to God. Read the 28, though we've read it. But if there is no interpreter, yeah. let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Amen. Amen. If it, he, then he wouldn't say this, isn't it? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you're on stage, when you're addressing people with tongues, it, 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 it's not right. There was a sister who used to lead prayers. So when he came, he, he just prayed in tongues. So one time I told him, no, you cannot pray just in tongues. You have to pray in words. You understand? Of course, you can ask us all to pray in tongues. Or when you pray, when you ask us all to pray in tongues, we are all praying to in tongues. We are not talking to each other. Or when you lift the prayer and you are praying in tongues, the person who is seated is free to pray in tongues or what? In words. Amen. But when you are here and all your prayers is in tongues, they are not but They don't even know what you want us to pray about. You, you, are, you understand? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Forgive me, but this is very important. Church, what am I saying? All I'm saying is, if you don't have the gift of tongues, ask the Lord. Desire it. It's an important gift. Amen. And if you have the gift of tongues, don't take it for granted. Pray it. Amen. And in the church, in this church, let us allow the speaking of tongues to come out. Amen. Let us allow it. Other than that, there are dimensions we will never reach there as a church. It is a fact. When, when you study Benny's ministry, I love that man because he's one of the main people that you could see the demonstration and manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He's done this for over 30 years in almost every nation on earth. He was the first person that uh, preached in. Uh, Jordan. And you could see, of course, it cannot be an organized thing. If it's an organized thing, he's very powerful, isn't it? Because you've, I've seen it everywhere mention the name of the country. Nigeria, Ghana, uh, Indonesia, Spain, where? Everywhere. He's not in the crowd. He's not standing. He's not touching. And you will see. And one thing you see in his ministry, if you've been with him in his meeting, he would just say, everybody begin to pray in the spirit. Everybody, God, when everyone begins to pray in the spirit, in the spirit, we are one. In the spirit, we are just asking this, the exact thing that God needs to be asked. May you pray in tongues. Amen. May you pray in tongues more. Amen. May you pray in tongues fervently. Amen. There's a clip on YouTube. It says, the generals of God speaking in tongues. And you see people like David Oyedepo. You see people like Kenneth Hagan, old Kenneth Hagan. You see them all speaking and praying in tongues. There's one I saw Kenneth Hagan praying in tongues. And he said he was, he, this is what he said. He, he didn't say it, but that's what they wrote. That demonstration of power. And he's just walking. When he touched you, you react. He just touched you, you react. Amen. Because, listen, it is of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've heard the word of God. You know what it means to you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray.
We know that you were blessed by this message, and we look forward to share God's word with you again. For more information, call our office on 0755-215-2566. Once again, thank you for joining us today.